Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. The Miz is your new WWE Champion. I'm Jaden Becker, and this is the Daily DDT Podcast. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite platforms for your morning drive, lunch break, or whenever you need your wrestling fix. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. If you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. Last night was WWE's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, but before we get into that, let's check out our news. AEW scheduled change for Women's Number 1 Contender Tournament. Thunder Rosa versus Riho and the finals from the Japanese bracket of the Women's World Championship Title Eliminator Tournament are to be broadcasted on Bleacher Report. Dave Meltzer for the Wrestling Observer explained the full broadcast schedule. On Monday, the first round of the U.S. bracket will conclude on YouTube. Also on YouTube will be the semifinals of the Japanese side of the bracket. Tay Conti versus Nyla Rose and Anna Jay versus Britt Baker will compete on the following Dynamite. The Sunday's Bleacher Report special will broadcast Riho versus Thunder Rosa and the winners of Yuka Sakazaki versus Emi Sakura and Ryo Mizunami versus Aja Kong in the finals of the Japanese bracket. The U.S. final will conclude on YouTube. The winners of the Japanese bracket will go to the U.S. and face the winners of the U.S. bracket on March 3rd, Dynamite. The winner of that will go on to face AEW's women's champion, Hakura Shida at Revolution. So you got the full breakdown there. I gave you everything I could. I've been trying my best to cover and stay alongside uh, this women's uh, number one contender tournament. But uh, with all of it being in different places, uh, sometimes it's not that easy. Especially with it being on YouTube and some of it being on Bleacher Report. The reason for these matches being on Bleacher Report allows for longer matches on Dynamite. Uh, not on Dynamite, excuse me. allows for longer matches than on Dynamite because on Dynamite, they're uh, constricted, obviously, to a two-hour limit. And um, on Dynamite as well, uh, you know, you, you got to fit in segments. And usually you have those women's matches at 920, uh, always every Wednesday, uh, it seems like. But uh, for now, when it's on Bleacher Report, they'll be able to extend those matches, have longer matches than they would on a regular Wednesday night. Now... Uh, that's it for news. We're going to get right into the WWE Elimination Chamber. And uh, it was a pay-per-view. Whether you think it was a good one or a bad one, uh, at the end of the day, it was a pay-per-view. So I'll judge it as that. And starting off is the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match. And uh, this had uh, implications of the winner to come out of this match would face Roman Reigns later in the night. So... Uh, the members of the match were Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, uh, Jay Uso, and Kevin Owens. Uh, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan are the first two 
to enter into the match. They're not in the pods. Everyone else was in the pod. Uh, King Corbin enters, then Sami Zayn enters. A great spot with Zayn and Cesaro scaling the cage, uh, well, scaling the chamber uh, over top of the pods. It wasn't really on the roof, per se, uh, even though Cesaro did get that high, but it was on that front walling that is towards the hard cam and made for a very great visual. And honestly, it was a pretty high drop as well for Sami Zayn to fall off. Uh, Cesaro eliminates King Corbin with the sharpshooter after doing the Cesaro swing. Uh, Kevin Owens enters the match, and so does Jey Uso. Enter a great moonsault spot off the pod by Owens uh, onto the members of the match below. Uh, Kevin Owens' arm got stuck in the chamber door. Not the pod door, but the chamber door that allows people to go in and out. Uh, this was taken advantage by Jey Uso, who the one that got the arm stuck there, crushing his arm and then eliminating uh, Kevin Owens from the match. Oh, and prior to Kevin Owens being eliminated, he uh, stunned Sami Zayn and thus eliminating Sami Zayn as well. Uh, Cesaro is eliminated by Jey Uso after a frog splash, and the final two being Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. Daniel Bryan eliminates Jey Uso with a running knee and wins. And Daniel Bryan will face Roman Reigns later in the night. And that later in the night was immediately after. So I talked about this uh, yesterday in my predictions episode. That uh, I'll get to that a little bit later, uh, how that all went. Uh, it w I said it would be great to see the winner of the match in of the Elimination Chamber match face Roman Reigns right after because that's just going to make Roman Reigns look like a dashly dashly heel you know especially to end the show I thought that would be great but instead it opened the show which you could sort of tell what that means going down the line for the WWE Championship uh, so Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship immediately after the Elimination Chamber match uh, I love the fact that it happened right after and uh, with Daniel Bryan just laid out in the middle of the ring. It wasn't like he was ready to go. He was absolutely slumped. He was not prepared for Roman Reigns. But uh, Daniel Bryan did put up a very valiant effort at the very beginning of the match. Roman Reigns going in for the spear right away. Gets locked into the yes lock Roman Reigns does very early on. But then Roman Reigns dominates uh, throughout the the rest of the match, Reigns locks in the guillotine, and the match is called, it was a three minute thing, wasn't super duper long, but uh, Reigns landed some good punches raining down on uh, Daniel Bryan, and Reigns attains the universal title, so uh, right immediately after Roman Reigns wins that title, as he is celebrating or, you know, gloating that he continued his reign, Edge enters out of nowhere, spears Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring, and then points at the WrestleMania sign. And it wasn't your average point. It wasn't your average point at the WrestleMania sign at the road to WrestleMania. No, it had pyro and fire and it had, it had everything you want in a, <laughs> in a um, pointing at the sign as if Edge won the Royal Rumble again. Uh, he pointed at that sign, a ton of pyro, signifying that it is going to be Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm not going to lie here. I did get goosebumps at this point. Uh, this, in my opinion, was the highest point of this pay-per-view. And I'm a little sad to see that this was at the start of the show and not at the end of the show, leaving everyone on a high note instead of leaving everyone on uh, a low note or depending how you view things, uh, leaving everyone sort of up in the air. 
when it comes to the general fan base. But uh, I got goosebumps at this moment uh, with Roman Reigns laying flat on his back in the middle of the ring with Edge standing tall, pointing at the uh, WrestleMania sign. I, he was a little hesitant to pick up the Universal Championship, never did, uh, but uh, it was announced later in the night that they will, and you know they're not going to do pyrotechnics for nothing. It's going to be Edge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Next match, Bobby Lashley versus Riddle versus John Morrison for the United States Championship. In yesterday's predictions, you might remember, oh, I don't remember John Morrison in this match, and you're correct, because it was supposed to be Keith Lee. Keith Lee was taken out due to quote-unquote injury. I'm not sure how valid that injury statement is uh, for it being kayfabe or non-kayfabe. I don't think that information has been released yet. But John Morrison won his way into this match by winning a fatal four-way uh, in the pre-show. So John Morrison gets his way into this match. Uh, MVP enters with Bobby Lashley on crutches of MVP suffering a legitimate knee injury uh, on the last episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, Lashley looks like an absolute god in this match. He looks absolutely unstoppable. Uh, I wouldn't put him on Brock Lesnar type levels of unstoppable, but in the beginning of this match, it, it pretty much felt like a handicap match two on one because Riddle and John Morrison were trying their best to work together. Uh, throughout this match because Bob, Bobby Lashley was so dominant that it really made Bobby look really, really strong. Coming towards the back end of the match, Bobby Lashley has John Morrison in the hurt lock and Riddle connects with the crutch that MVP used uh, to get down to the ring, to the back of Bobby Lashley, not once but twice. And then he connects the, uh, the bro Derek, the finishing maneuver of uh, Riddle to Morrison to win the U.S. title. So Riddle is your new United States champion. And, you know, hey, any given pay-per-view, you know, usually have they say in football any given Sunday, but any given pay-per-view, anything could happen. And to see Riddle stand tall at the end of that match, uh, especially in the end of a triple threat match, looking back now and knowing now that Keith Lee is not in that match, it makes a lot of sense for them to do that. Uh, in a way where, at the end of the day, this is what it sort of looks like. Uh, it, they honestly protected Keith Lee pretty well here, uh, even though he wasn't in this match. Uh, Riddle wins the championship. Bobby Lashley didn't get pinned. John Morrison got a shot at the title. Keith Lee uh, didn't get pinned either, because if he was in this match and Riddle was the one that was supposed to go over with a Keith Lee in it or not and they wanted to protect Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee would have been the one getting pinned. And I don't think WWE wanted to see that, and I don't think a lot of the fans wanted to see that either, given the amount of respect that we give to Keith Lee. So, at the end of the day, with John Morrison being the one getting pinned, it doesn't really hurt anybody. Who does it really hurt? John Morrison wasn't even supposed to be in this match, so the fact that he got to be there was a great thing. Bobby Lashley looks like an absolute animal, and Riddle the champion. So uh, I could swallow this one. I had Bobby Lashley win this match, but at the end of the day with Riddle having the belt, uh, I'll talk uh, after the break uh, what I think is going to happen moving forward with Riddle. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, Banks is dominated on uh, pretty early on in this match and made to look like uh, for Bianca Belair to make that big comeback. And uh, the teamwork is very strong once they start working together, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, very, very well. 
that they looked like they were a really gel tag team, even though this is, I believe, is their maybe second or third time tag teaming together. And uh, Reginald enters, tries to help by holding uh, Banks a bottle, trying to give her a bottle to enter into the match. Uh, this distraction helps Jax connect with a Samoan drop, and Jax and Baszler retain after Nia Jax pins the SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. I was very surprised here. Very, very surprised here to see an actual pinfall finish to this match. I was expecting Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to be the victors in this match, but not walking out with the titles. I was thinking a disqualification would happen. So I think all of us expected some hoopla to happen with this match. It wasn't going to be a nice, clean, perfect whatever. And it wasn't. You know, Reginald did get involved and did make the distraction so Sasha Banks could lose. But... You got to remember here, the SmackDown Women's Champion just got pinned by Nia Jax. So what does this mean going forward for Bianca Belair? Uh, we didn't get any indications that Bianca Belair was going to pick Sasha Banks. Uh, we didn't get any indications of what Bianca Belair is going to do with her decision at all. Uh, all we know is that Sasha Banks lost because of Reginald. And what does that really develop does that develop a more of a Carmella feud going into Fastlane does that develop a uh, I really can't tell you it's kind of confusing all I know is all I know when I talk about these women's tag team championships is that we need to see Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler go take on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and I know it's still going to be tough for me to say, and I've been saying it so much, I want Kai and Gonzalez to win to bring these belts to NXT so they can actually do something with it. And honestly, I think it's also a good thing as well that in this match that we saw Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler win, but at what cost? You just pinned your top SmackDown Women's Champion. So there's a lot of give and take here, a lot of give and take. I was sort of helping, hoping that at the end of the day, this would have been a non-finish. And I know we hate to see non-finishes in pay-per-views because what are we paying for? We're paying to to see finishes, but for the sake of these belts, I don't know. I'm very up in the air in this. I, I'd still want to see Kai and Gonzalez win and bring these belts to NXT, but now it's going to be a tougher task given Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler just won. A, a match where they could have uh, either been DQ'd or even lost it in general. Uh, it, it's tough for me to see. It's tough for me to see going forward what's going to happen with these belts, but hopefully we'll find out in two weeks on NXT uh, if these belts are being dropped down to NXT or not. Backstage, we have The Miz talking with MVP of all people, and they are discussing... Uh, in secrecy, no words being spoken over the television, but we do see them, and we do see the Money in the Bank briefcase front and center, and we, we know that will come into play a little later. Next, the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber. This is the main event of the night, and you may notice that I did not talk about uh, Asuka in this whole card. She did not have a match, uh, given that the match that she was supposed to have with Lacey Evans couldn't happen because Lacey Evans is not only storyline pregnant, but legitimately pregnant in real life. So, uh, once again, congratulations to Lacey Evans, but uh, they sort of left Asuka up in the dust, and uh, I would have thought that they maybe would have given Peyton Royce a title shot against Asuka if they gave Mickey James a title shot. I think they can go, they can give Peyton Royce a title shot. I wouldn't expect Peyton Royce to win, but this could have been the moment where Billy Kay comes out with her resume and headshot, gives it to Peyton Royce, finally finds her partner 
once again in the Iconics come back together. Another way of me trying to fix the women's tag team division one day at a time. Will it ever happen? I don't know, but once again, find out in two weeks. <laughs> find out in two weeks. Moving on to the main event, finally. Orton and Jeff Hardy start the match. Uh, Drew McIntyre enters, Kofi Kingston enters, and Kofi Kingston eliminates Randy Orton with a roll-up type pin. Pretty surprising to see there. And they even called back on their rivalry that they had. Uh, even a decade back, it had to be when uh, Kofi Kingston was uh, throwing orange paint on Randy Orton's NASCAR and when Randy Orton was also... Um, attacking Kofi Kingston and other reasons as well. And also, even a few years back, when they were feuding for the WWE Championship. So that was really nice to see. The WWE usually doesn't call back on these things that often. But when they do, it's really nice to see as well. Uh, Omos releases AJ Styles out of his pod by ripping out the plexiglass. And I know it's a no-disqualification match. I know it's the Elimination Chamber, but... Not only one was Styles about to come in next if he waited a minute, but two, also Styles, I don't know why they even allowed him to make pinfalls given the fact that he wasn't legally in the match yet. He would have, I don't know. It was a little confusing for me, but they let it slide as if he just came out of his pod. Uh, Kofi lands a uh, splash from the top of the pod onto uh, the members of the match below, Sheamus enters, Sheamus eliminates Kofi Kingston after a brogue kick, McIntyre eliminates Jeff Hardy with a Claymore kick, uh, Styles connects with a phenomenal forearm after Sheamus connects with a brogue kick to McIntyre, uh, Sheamus is en- ended up out of the match after the phenomenal forearm from AJ Styles, leaving McIntyre and Styles one-on-one, so we didn't get Sheamus McIntyre, but the good thing to come out of that was Sheamus bro-kicked McIntyre, and if it wasn't for the phenomenal forearm, McIntyre probably would have been pinned, at least that's how they were trying to portray it in the chamber, so uh, I'm a little, I'm happy in that sense that the rivalry isn't done completely, if you will, Uh, they're still going to be able to have some time where they're going to work hopefully some matches in the future one-on-one but right now I I sort of also wish that we saw it in the chamber because they're supposed to have a one-on-one match in the elimination chamber so uh it's a little tough to see it's a little tough to see but either way we do have McIntyre Styles one-on-one at the end McIntyre connects with a Claymore kick while reversing the phenomenal forearm meaning Styles was jumping from the top rope to connect with that phenomenal forearm doesn't happen. McIntyre connects and McIntyre retains as the Elimination Chamber chamber uh, is lifted up. Bobby Lashley spears Drew McIntyre after the match, leaving him to waste in the middle of the ring and really just assaulting Drew McIntyre. And The Miz runs in and cashes in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Skull-crushing finale and one, two, three. The Miz is your new WWE Champion. Uh, I'm going to give you the good out of this, and then I'll give you the bad after the break. The good out of this for The Miz is that hopefully it starts to legitimize him as no longer a quote-unquote jobber. I don't think he's a jobber. I think he's actually one of the best on the microphone in the WWE at the moment. I also think he also carries the WWE flag outside of the company extremely well. Extremely, extremely well. 
but he also personifies the heel on TV, not necessarily in the quote-unquote real world. So, uh, an odd choice, I think, to put the belt on, Matt, on, on The Miz, but I will go into my more emotional response after the break. So, make sure you stick with us as I'm going to run through... Uh, what I think the future of the WWE is going to look like on the road to WrestleMania. And we're officially, we've been on that road since the Royal Rumble, but now we're kind of getting into the thick of things, especially after a big title change like this one. So stick with us right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. On this day in pro wrestling history, on February 22nd, 2015, the first ever Fastlane pay-per-view concluded with a fantastic match between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, which the winner would face off against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 31. Roman Reigns would end up winning that match against Daniel Bryan, and then... Seth Rollins would end up standing tall at the end of WrestleMania 31, cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase. On February 22nd, 2016, Shane McMahon returned to the WWE for the first time since May of 2009. Shane interrupted the Vincent J. McMahon Legacy Award of Excellence Ceremony. As his sister, Stephanie McMahon, was being presented with the award, Shane wanted control of Monday Night Raw, and he got his wish under one condition Shane would have to face off against The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. Pretty an, an odd stipulation, but it didn't end up being a good match at WrestleMania at the end of the day. Speaking of fast lanes and WrestleManias, we are on the road to WrestleMania. We're continuing on this road. We went through the Royal Rumble. We went through the Elimination Chamber last night. And now, up next, the next WWE pay-per-view is Fastlane on March 21st, about three weeks out of WrestleMania. So, uh, I'm gonna just going to give a more deeper reaction to what happened last night at Elimination Chamber and what I think is going to happen going forward. I'm going to start off with, I think, with the easiest decision is here, which is Roman Reigns versus Edge at WrestleMania. We know this is going to happen, so not a lot of speculating for me, but I, I've almost gone overboard with how much I've been explaining uh, my thought process behind Roman Reigns' run as it's going to go going into the future. Uh, I expect Roman Reigns to win at WrestleMania now that it's officially Edge. Uh, I expect Roman Reigns to win. I don't think there's anyone on this current roster as it stands right now uh, that can beat Roman Reigns legitimately, meaning that someone would have to come in from the outside, not Bad Bunny, not Bow Wow, none of that, but former wrestlers or rest, part-time wrestlers would have to come in and take the belt uh, off Roman Reigns. This Universal Championship has been known for being held for quite some time by some people, so Roman Reigns could definitely continue that legacy, and I think he can even hold it the longest as, as humanly possible until Roman Reigns could have a match with Cena, or until Roman Reigns could have a match with... Uh, Brock Lesnar until Roman Reigns could have a match with The Rock. I know we've seen Cena already. I know we've seen Lesnar already, but we haven't seen it with heel Roman Reigns. So that could be a different narrative, especially with Paul Heyman now on the other side of the fence with uh, being Roman Reigns' special advocate. So uh, the obviously the pinnacle would be Roman Reigns versus The Rock somewhere down the line. I know I'm not talking about the road to WrestleMania anymore. I'm talking about the road to maybe the, the next two years from away WrestleMania. But uh, Roman Reigns Rock is where I expect uh, that that would be a good match to take the belt off of Roman Reigns or even keep it on him. And now he truly is the head of the table, and The Rock puts uh, Roman Reigns over there. 
Uh, but Roman Reigns versus Edge, once again, uh, I would be completely shocked if Edge won this match. Uh, if it was Edge going for the WWE Championship, especially now, it would be a completely different story. Uh, I think Edge would win that match with the narrative of uh, him winning the belt that he never lost. But since the Universal Championship is new and Roman Reigns is the hottest thing in professional wrestling right now, I think there's no way that they take this belt off of Roman Reigns. But I'm very excited for this build. I, I am. And this is a, a... You could call this maybe a dream match. You can call this a match that uh, it's highly touted for going to be something that's going to be huge because just look at the name value on it straight up not not looking into skill or anything like that name value roman reigns hottest thing right now edge the hottest return in recent history put these two together in the match it's going to be great and hopefully we see that at wrestlemania next riddle is the new united states champion i could see riddle keith lee down the line in the future depending on what side of the fence keith lee is on whether he's a face or a heel uh, I think he can work both ways. Riddle, uh, I'm curious if he'll change his attitude after winning this United States Championship, have some gold around his waist, maybe he's not as uh, bro or surf, surfer dude type of uh, character anymore, uh, much like Cena after winning the United States Championship as well. I don't want to compare the two, obviously, but... Uh, the whole idea is maybe there might be a change of character, a change of flavor when it comes to Riddle down the line. I could also see Damian Priest uh, going up against Riddle at Mania. I think they want to push Priest, but right now uh, there might be a Bad Bunny thing going on, uh, which is uh, fantastic. I really, really like Bad Bunny and what he's doing, but we'll get into that a little bit as well, uh, funny enough, later on. But with Riddle, uh, I'm happy to see the belt on him. I know a few people that aren't, but if the WWE really wanted to put the belt on Riddle, they did it the right way. Uh, last night, I really think if they if at the end of the day, no matter what, with Keith Lee in the match or not in the match, the belt was going to be on Riddle. I rather have Keith Lee not in the match because it protected him down the line, and hopefully we'll see a match between the two, and maybe not just one, but but a few, given that they both came in around the same time. And uh, I think that'll be very nice, not only for Riddle but for Keith Lee and for the legitimacy of the the belt. You know that maybe the NXT call ups. Their first landing mark shouldn't be the WWE Championship. It shouldn't be the Universal Championship. It should be a mid-card belt. And if the United States Championship is that, so be it. And I would be happy to see that going forward. But they need to continue that precedent. You know, we've seen it with Andrade. We've seen it with Ricochet. You know, they find their way to the United States Championship. And we we will continue to see it hopefully in the future. But uh, hopefully nothing gets muddied going forward with Riddle. Uh, It'll be fun to see a heel turn from one of the two. Uh, It would be very uh, interesting to see Riddle. In, in a more of a heel type figure in the main roster. So uh, a, a lot of avenues they can go, and that's probably the most uh, mysterious one. And now uh, my more emotional reaction to uh, The Miz as the WWE Championship, uh, or holding the WWE Championship. Once again, Fastlane is on March 21st, about three weeks out of Mania, right? I don't expect The Miz to hold the belt for WrestleMania. Nor do I want The Miz to hold the belt for WrestleMania. I already said, I already gave The Miz his props. I think he's fantastic on the microphone. I think he does a fantastic job outside of the WWE, carrying the WWE flag. I already said that. But when it comes to between my, my, me and my television, what I wanted to see out of this was McIntyre hold the belt. Now, 
yes, I know that was a safer choice and probably the safer option going into WrestleMania, but I feel like this move with The Miz is more of a pre-Royal Rumble type thing. There's no reason for this Money in the Banks to be switching hands prior to Mania. And imagine if this happened at Mania, right? So that would be even more of a crazier thing. But maybe that's a, the, the silver lining. It didn't happen at Mania. It happened before it. So we still have time to see where this develops. And that's the real question. Where does this develop with The Miz? Does it develop with Bobby Lashley? Does Bobby Lashley owe the title opportunity because uh, Lashley helped The Miz out? Uh, does But outside of... Of Bobby Lashley, who else? Obviously, McIntyre going to get his rematch clause. And that's another safe choice. You know, McIntyre could win the belt back tonight on Raw, right? McIntyre could win the belt at Fastlane, right? Or we could see Sheamus as well because McIntyre and Sheamus are in a feud, correct? But who is The Miz's biggest rival at the moment? I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head of who's the biggest rival. Honestly, honestly... The Miz's biggest rival right now is Bad Bunny. I hate to say it, but before Miz cashed in early in the night of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, The Miz got slapped in the face by Bad Bunny. Just to be, uh, Bad Bunny to be saved by Damian Priest by stepping in the way. So is Damian Priest now involved in the WWE picture, title picture? I don't think so, and I wouldn't want that for the sake of the WWE Championship for a guy from NXT to come right into the picture and take the belt off the Miz. That make that would make no sense. That would make no sense. So we really got to see what happens with the Miz here. Yes, is it a nice picture? Is it a nice moment? I wouldn't call it a nice moment, but is it a shocking moment in that sense? Yes, it was very shocking. You know, even though a lot of us expected him for him to cash in, I just didn't think a lot of us were ready to see the Miz stand tall with the belt over his head. I don't think anybody expected that. And, you know, for him to hold the belt right now, I wouldn't have mind this. I wouldn't have mind this if we're in Survivor Series time, if we're going through the dog days of the summer after SummerSlam and we're just waiting for Royal Rumble the season to start up. You know, it, we, we I wouldn't be too mad, you know? If this was the time where Randy Orton won around Hell in a Cell, perfect. Who cares? We're not we're not getting close to Mania. It, 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 Storylines are being built you know, the Miz gets a title reign here and there, whatever, right? At that point, you, you, you take it off the chin. Right here, we're sort of getting in the thick of it. So, uh, I wouldn't say that this is a gut punch moment where WWE is turning their back on us and they're, they're, they're writing for themselves and not for the fans. No, I, I wouldn't say that, not yet, because we don't know where this is going to go. We don't know where this is going to go with the WWE Championship. All I know is, and all I hope is, is The Miz is not the champion once we reach WrestleMania. Because who's he going to face? Who's he going to face? I know we had a lot up in the air. There's a lot of rumors running around that it was going to be McIntyre, Lee, and Lesnar in a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Now we might see Bobby Lashley. There's a lot. Currently, I still think WWE doesn't know what the WWE Championship match is going to be at WrestleMania yet. So we're all just speculating here what it's going to look like going forward for the WWE Championship. But all we do know right now is The Miz is the champion. So like it, don't like it. Personally, I'm not the hugest fan, but I do see the benefits for it for The Miz, obviously. You can put a, a belt on him. I, I saw a tweet saying that he is the first and only uh, two-time Grand Slam WWE, uh, WWE champion. So he won... 
all four major titles twice already. So he's the first one to do that twice. So, listen, you put him in, a, in the record books, you give him the accolades, yada, yada, yada. You make him look real nice. And, you know, he does some media tours with the belt as they lead up to WrestleMania. Uh, but I feel like McIntyre could, could have done the same job because McIntyre has not only led the WWE through quote-unquote uncharted waters that they like to call it and honestly truly did let us through the pandemic era of professional wrestling single-handedly Drew McIntyre did a fantastic job and uh, I feel putting the belt on the Miz is not a slap in the face to McIntyre but I hope that there's a resurgence for him and uh, he gets that belt back somewhere down the line I don't know how soon I don't know how soon and that would be like three title reigns in the span of a year which is a lot, which is a lot, but uh, the, there's there's a lot to think about with The Miz. If you have any ideas and anything you want to throw my way, don't be afraid to tweet at me, Jaden Becker TV. If you think I'm crazy, you think that Miz is a fantastic uh, WWE champion and doing the right thing, I, I really want to hear your thought process on it. I'm all ears towards that as well. Jaden Becker TV at Twitter. Uh, let me know. Let me know because I'm super willing to hear. Uh, tomorrow's episode, uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, Hopefully, uh, we will get to hear tonight what's going to happen with The Miz and the WWE Championship. Uh, obviously, not the whole story, but give us a glimmer of what's going to happen. Hopefully, it doesn't involve Bad Bunny, even though I think Bad Bunny is doing a fantastic job as well, carrying the WWE flag. Uh, and hopefully, we'll get to see uh, what's up with Riddle as well and what his path is going to look like uh, as the United States Champion. This uh, elimination Chamber, I didn't give it a grade, funny enough, I've, I forgot to do that before, but uh, the grade for Elimination Chamber, uh, I'm going to give a C+. Plus. Uh, I liked it, I liked some bits and pieces of it, but I really think the ending sort of left me with a sour taste, and uh, I think that was sort of the goal of it as well, so maybe they did the right thing. That's all for me. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.